0: Yesterday, by a razor-thin margin, the House of Representatives passed a sweeping bill to remake the American health insurance system. Among other things, the bill would eliminate the individual mandate to have insurance, change the way insurance companies can charge people with pre-existing conditions, make major changes to Medicaid, and provide a large tax cut that critics say would predominantly benefit the wealthy. As the issue of health insurance now moves to the Senate, one question will be what impact the bill would have on insurance companies, hospitals, and other health care providers. Here to talk with us about the implications of this bill are uh, two Bloomberg News reporters, Drew Armstrong, who covers health for Bloomberg News, and Anna Edgerton, who covers politics. And they're both here to talk to us about the House of Representatives bill. Uh, Drew, this bill has kind of been hanging over the heads of the insurance industry for a while now. And now we know what has passed, or at least we think we know what has passed, uh, assuming everybody's read it. How is the insurance
1: industry reacting to the possibility that this might become law? Yeah, you know, it's actually been really interesting because the insurance industry has been reacting not only to this bill, but also to the entire process going on in Washington. You know, I mean, I think the expectation was, if you rewind a year ago, you know, a lot of people were thinking, hey, Hillary Clinton's going to be president, Obamacare is going to stick around. And all of a sudden, we're in this period where, you know, the first part of that's definitely not true. And the the second part is uh, about Obamacare is is really uncertain. And yet these guys are in some ways stuck in this system, and they're trying to figure out, okay— is congress going to take away large parts of this program or is there going to be parts of this where you know Obamacare kind of sticks around but gets undermined? And if so, how do we deal with that? So one of the things you're seeing happen in the insurance industry right now is people look at what are they going to do in 2018. They're raising rates. They're pulling out of markets. They're doing everything they can to build in you know uh, protect themselves financially from a from a program that in for a lot of these guys has been really unstable. We've seen most of the major for profit publicly traded insurers already largely pull out of uh, pull out of Obama. And I think that they're looking at this at the Republican bill and saying, hey, if this thing becomes law, there's going to be less money in the program, there's going to be less people in the program. This is probably not a great deal for us. And it probably further destabilizes these Obamacare markets that everybody's complain- been complaining are really hard for them to make work from a business perspective, probably makes it even more difficult for them to play in here. So I think you're going to see a further pullback from the insurance industry um, than we already have. And there's kind of ongoing right now as we speak. Anna, what was the most difficult of the revisions to get through?
2: Well, it's hard to tell because the Republican conference is so divided. You had conservative members that had different concerns than the more moderate members. So, some conservatives, especially in the far right Freedom Caucus, were saying that this doesn't go far enough. It's not a full repeal. We need to just wipe the slate clean of Obamacare and start over, force Democrats to come to the table and work with us to fix the American health care system. Whereas moderates were saying, you know, a lot of the Obamacare provisions are popular in my district. I have constituents that have benefited from this. So they were a bit more wary of completely gutting the Medicaid expansion and doing away with some of the protections for people with pre-existing conditions. So that's what made it so hard to get this bill passed through the House is because they were trying to craft a piece of legislation that satisfied very different ideological aims.
0: Drew, one one thing that's kind of interesting about all of this is that hospitals actually ended up in a good place with Obamacare from one perspective, because now more people had insurance, and so they didn't have to cover the cost of as many uninsured people coming into, say, emergency rooms. How are hospitals reacting to all of this?
1: Well, you bring up a really interesting point, actually, because I, I want to compare what happens to hospitals and what happens to insurers you know, under these various scenarios and the difficulties that both of these guys have been uh, feeling under the law. Okay, If you're an insurer, you're basically a bunch of guys in an office in Connecticut, and If something goes wrong for you, you can basically say, All right, you know, let's pick, we're going to pull up stakes and get out of this market or that market where things have been a little difficult for us. We don't think we can play in Obamacare this year. All right, we'll shut these plants down. We'll pull out. If you're a hospital, you are a brick and mortar building with tons of labor, with tons of fixed cost, it's not exactly you like you can put that hospital on a truck and move it into a more favorable market. You've still gotta take care of people whether or not they're covered. You've still gotta take care of people whether or not they've got good insurance. So you know the hospitals are the folks who've really been suffering in this. Their, the stocks have been highly volatile. You look at how they've traded up and down with every kind of new twist and turn in this, and that's because the burden is gonna to fall to them. Sick people aren't going anywhere. The question is, do they have insurance or not? And the bargain that these guys made was, hey, we're going to give up a lot of money that the federal government currently gives us now. In return, you're going to cover all these folks under Medicaid. You're going to get folks on new Obamacare insurance plans. That's going to be good for us. You take all that away, all of a sudden, you've got those people. They're still showing up at the ER. They're still costing the hospitals money. Unlike the insurers, they can't just say, we're not going to take care of those people. Part of the deal is, if you're a hospital, somebody shows up at the emergency room door, you're taking care of them, you're not necessarily going to get paid for those people. You might not get paid all the money you need to get paid for those people. So the hospitals are really the ones who are in a very tight spot here.
0: All right. Well, Our thanks to Drew Armstrong and Anna Edgerton of Bloomberg News for being with us today. Coming up on Bloomberg Law, we're going to talk about what happens when this issue gets to the Senate.